Brittany, give me an animal. Hippopotamus. Okay. Um, Kyla, give me an animal. An eye eye. A what? I think it's A Y E A Y E A Y E. A A. Yay, yay. Google them, little guys, though. They're freaky. What is it? Oh my God, it looks like a bat, but it's oh. like, oh, it's a lemur. It's I don't like the cursed lemur. The cursed lemur eye, the harbinger of death, is the first thing that came up for me. <laughs> oh, I'm using DuckDuckGo, so of course I'm just getting like, aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> I'm using DuckDuckGo. You will duck, never duck, get go. what you want. <laughs> for the love of God, please just get a VPN like everybody else. <laughs> so Google cannot know that I'm looking up the II animal because then they'll know all my passwords and that's how the internet works. Oh, dear, dear, Brittany. Okay. I'm kidding. Okay. okay. I I told Bard to make a story about a hippo and an II going on a great adventure. <clears throat> Once upon a time in the heart of a lush rainforest, there lived a hippo named Humphrey and an II named Agnes. Humphrey was a gentle giant with a big heart and a love of adventure. Agnes was a curious and intelligent creature, always eager to learn new things. I love them. One day, Humphrey and Agnes were both feeling restless. They wanted to see the world beyond their rainforest home. So they set off on a great adventure together. They traveled through dense jungles, crossed mighty rivers, and climbed towering mountains. Along the way, they encountered many dangers and challenges, but they always had each other's backs. One day, Humphrey and Agnes were crossing a crocodile-infested river when Humphrey was attacked. Agnes quickly leaped onto Humphrey's back and began scratching and biting the crocodiles. The crocodiles were so surprised by Agnes's ferocity that they released Humphrey and swam away. Another day, Humphrey and Agnes were climbing a mountain when Agnes fell and injured her leg. Humphrey carefully carried Agnes to a safe place and stayed with her until she healed. Through all their adventures, Humphrey and Agnes's friendship grew stronger and stronger. They learned that even though they were different in many ways, they had a lot in common. They were both brave, resourceful, and always willing to help each other out. One day, Humphrey and Agnes reached the edge of the rainforest. They stood on a clifftop and looked out at the vast ocean beyond. Oh my God, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> They had, <laughs> they had traveled so far and seen so many amazing things, but they knew that their adventure was not over yet. Where to next? Asked Agnes. I don't know, said Humphrey, but wherever we go. Oh my God. <laughs> I hear you by my My heart, please, my heart. <laughs> Humphrey and Agnes embrace, and then they set <laughs> on a new adventure together. Guys, Julie is genuinely crying. <laughs> oh my god, I've actually, that made me tear up a little. That was so beautiful. <laughs> hey, tired SLP, I know just what you need. Go grab some. 
it is time for coffee, tea, and three SLPs. What is AI? Like, what do we mean when we say artificial intelligence? Because that seems like such a broad term. What are we talking about? I was listening to another podcast over there, Tama AI, and they were, they kind of described it as computer systems that provide you information based on high pattern recognition and high prob probability determinations or lots of probability determinations, something like that. So essentially taking tons of information, processing it and giving you what you want, <laughs> the information you're looking for based on that. We live in a wild time. Well, that's what I got from what stuck in my brain from it. But did anything, did something else stick out for you? I listened to it a while ago or whenever it came out. Mm. So I can't remember too much, but I do remember them talking about how AI has been very powerful for a very long time. And it's not like suddenly overnight chat GPT mm -hmm. popped up and now right. robots are going to take over the world. Like actually computers have been, if we want to use the word intelligent or smart, they've been doing this for a long mm -hmm. time. And it's just now that we right. have some applications that we can access pretty easily and for free where we're seeing mm -hmm. the true like computational power of it. Kind of saying like, it's not, I think sometimes it makes you think of this like potentially sentient thing, but it will never be because it has to be based on the information we already know. Like something, it's being given something to work with. It's not producing something totally new and novel. I mean, <laughs> we've all seen Smart House. You know, they, they've they been plotting right? on us for a while. And we all know Have what we all, can happen. Uh, um, Kyla, do you want to explain Smart House? Wait, yeah. ask yeah. GPT to give you a summary. It's going to say uh, the Bard. greatest movie of all time featuring okay. me. Smart House is from 1999. <sighs> yeah, because once we hit 2000, shit hits the fan. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Y2K fears. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everything was going to implode in 2000. That's true. Um, okay. Wow. This is given. This is really detailed. Uh I'll just give the first little bit. So Smart House is a 1999 Disney Channel original movie, DCOM, about a teenage computer whiz named Ben who wins a fully automated smart house. The house is equipped with a state-of-the-art artificial intelligence system named Pat, which is designed to make the Coopers' lives easier but then she gets really possessive and acts jealous of the mom because she kind of wants the dad do you guys remember this there was like this jealousy i don't thing remember this. yeah yeah and she wants like then she kind of went crazy she has wait was there a banana AI. at some point because someone was really low on potassium was that smart house or a different movie that's so specific <laughs> Wait, who would be low wait, on potassium? On. The wait, house? Wait, wait, wait. I I feel like I know what, what you're talking kids? about because 
I remember being young and thinking it was so cool that I knew <laughs> bananas give you potassium. Yes, that's how I learned. I learned what potassium it from a movie. was from a Disney Channel original movie. There was a child on the floor of a kitchen, not doing well in a house. Maybe it wasn't a smart house. I'm gonna ask Ch- Chat GPT if it knows. <laughs> I typed into Chat GPT. What Disney Channel original movie shows a child on potassium and needs to eat a banana? Disney Channel original movie you are referring to is likely Hounded, which was released in 2001. In the movie, the main character, Jay Martin, played by Taj Maori, is a teenager who is constantly on the run from his parents and is falsely accused of a crime. At one point in the film, Jay starts feeling unwell and it suggests that he might be low on potassium. He's advised to eat a banana to help with this issue. This scene is a memorable moment from the movie. <laughs> Duck oh, Duck Go doesn't know Hounded. <laughs> Tuck that go is like a piece of information. What am I? <laughs> Duck that go could use some better AI. Duck that go is literally operated by a single man. <laughs> looking up on Mr. Duck, the answers you're looking. <laughs> a man who like only a little bit knows how to Google things. <laughs> What are some considerations for AI as it pertains to our field? I think we should maybe think about like why it's kind of scary to our field. So I looked up some stuff um, and like, I remember, I think Kyla, was it you Kyla or Brittany, you guys had sent in our group chat an article about AI replacing speech therapists or potentially replacing speech therapists. So I started looking up just like AI and speech therapy to see what I could find. Um, And I found lots of interesting things. So I found, uh, have you guys heard of better speech? So better speech is, it's kind of, I I don't know. I couldn't get a feel for really what they offer. They on their website, they offer convenient, easily accessible speech therapy. I don't know if all their speech therapies AI or if they offer remote therapy services, but I did say they had over 150 therapists working. So I think it's maybe a combination of remote speech therapy and AI. But they have um Jessica. Jessica is their AI that provides speech sound therapy, quote unquote, um, to kids. So I was reading about it and I it first popped up on this article and the article came from like a business innovations website. Um, and it was interesting because they stated that uh AI isn't meant to replace speech therapist. And then it went dot, dot, dot yet. So I was like, oh, whoa, that's a, those are some big statements. And they were saying that pretty much this AI could provide speech therapy for speech sound disorders, just as well as any, any like real life speech therapist. So I was watching a video and of course the video is a video of this girl gliding with the word rabbit so she's like wabbit 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 then the ai reminds her to 
tighten her tongue and bring it to the back of her mouth and try again. And then she perfectly produces rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. So success or staged, I don't know. <laughs> um, but that was interesting to see because I was like, whoa, you know, if I was a parent not in our field and I saw that, I'm like, wait a minute, I can use this for my kid. Why not? Like, obviously, what else is there that could be needed in our field? So I wonder if that's something, I, I don't know, I wonder if that's something that we'll just see more and more of, that there are more speech therapy AIs coming about and kind of offering to replace the cost and time of actually having a speech therapist work with a family member or yourself. So I don't know, it was interesting. It kind of freaked me out a little bit watching it. And you could pick, they made it really, uh, they made it really cool. You could pick whatever avatar you wanted for your speech therapist. So you could have Yoda or Shrek or whoever like they had so many different options for different avatars and I was like well it seems enticing but I didn't know I had a really hard time agreeing that it was speech therapy and I wasn't 100% sure why but I I just like couldn't get myself to say this is technically speech therapy I don't know what do you guys think about that well, to me, it seems like speech therapy practice. Like it mm -hmm. seems like it's like a supplemental or it could be used as something supplemental. Um, I'm not like afraid of us losing our jobs. I don't know, like mm -hmm. in, in the public schools, there's such a need for SLPs. I can't even fathom mm -hmm. there being more SLPs than what's getting hired you know, mm -hmm. because they're being replaced by AI. Um, so I'm not, I'm not like, yeah, but I'm also not like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, so, so you're like, actually, okay. Yeah. I'm like, huh. Um, <laughs> University of Buffalo commented on that. So the University of Buffalo apparently received this huge grant. That's what I sent you guys from okay. the University of Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. They received this huge grant to continue to develop their AI speech therapy. And one of their um, points was that, you know, there aren't enough speech therapists out there to support kids. And they're... Um, their big big claim is that uh speech therapy at the younger youngest younger ages is like the most important speech therapy and there just aren't enough speech therapists to cover cover all these kids and i was like okay i mean that's kind of a big statement too without any that's just kind of a big blanket statement to me um but they they have this so they're developing their speech therapy AI and their biggest thing is that this is going to be something that helps children thrive academically and socially. And they're, um, 
I think they're, I, hold on, I have it written down. Yeah, their AI is called AI Orchestrator and they have an AI screener, which is so, okay, listen to this, listen to this. So their AI screener will listen to and observe children in the classroom, collect samples of their speech, facial expressions, gestures, and other data, and it'll create a weekly summary of these interactions and catalog the children's vocab, pronunciations, video snippets, and more to help teachers monitor their students' speech and language processing abilities and tell the teacher if they should refer or for a formal formal evaluation. And to me, I was like, that's, that's a freaky little to creepy. Me. That is so creepy to me that this AI is supposed to watch, collect data, and be like, this kid probably has like a language processing disorder throw out whatever jargon they're gonna throw out um that's freaky to me and Mm. also can we talk about how there's not enough slps in the world so we're gonna make get a crap ton of money and make this ai instead why aren't there slps Mm -hmm. because they make it too freaking hard to get into grad school and all of these qualified people are not getting into school and there's not like there's not enough support to get these people through school like why ugh, mm-hmm. that's what makes me mad mm-hmm. is like right. replacing the the need for SLPs with AI when we should be putting way more effort and money and resources into getting people to be SLPs in the first place Right. Right. You know, that's, that's a really good point. Like, why not give University of Buffalo's huge grant to to provide for scholarships? scholarships. (laughs) Yeah, like tutoring to get into grad school. Right. Okay, so it's interesting to me, because when AI started being colloquially used and um, being a colloquially used term, and more people just talking about it and using chat, BG, chat, ugh, chat GPT and BARD and talking about, you know, students could use this to plagiarize, you know, how can you monitor for that? And that just seemed to be what we were talking about. Um, I didn't think we were going to talk about AI as potential speech therapy replacement or I don't know, just another form of quote unquote speech therapy, however these companies are defining it um and then I just saw other other AI speech therapy AIs that were more like games so it honestly looked like other speech apps that are gamey and you're like ah you know pros and cons to using it so that's kind of how I see it is there pros and cons to using AI um but I don't honestly I didn't really see I didn't see a lot of AI speech therapy for language disabilities. It was more for speech sound disorder, which I was thinking, I was like, oh, I guess that's the most straightforward thing. But it's it's not that straightforward because when you're working with a kid with a speech sound disorder, there's still so much, I don't know, it just varies so much. There are so many ways you could work with this kid who has a speech sound disorder there are different cues that they'll respond to a little bit better. So I don't know. To me, I still think there's just too much variety because variety is the spice of life. Um, there's just too much variety 
to kind of throw AI at a kid and be like, this is your speech therapist and you're going to make gains. So yeah, that's kind of where I landed after. I feel that. I feel, I think I'm in a similar boat where unless the child, and I've had some students like this where they are like super stimulable for a sound I guess stimulable is like a yes or no kind of thing they're stimulable for the sound Mm -hmm. and their attention is really good and they don't need a variety of cues you know they just kind of need remind maybe you point to one pick the picture of the r or like the letter r and they just need a ton of practice like they've already been in speech therapy for a while you've done the eval you've help them get stimulable. They just need a ton of practice. I feel like that kid could maybe benefit from, like Kyla said, supplemental practice using some sort of AI where maybe the AI can recognize Mm -hmm. when they mispronounce a word and cue them to pronounce it the right way. But it's hard for me to imagine AI doing all the pieces before that like Mm -hmm. especially talking to the parents about a diagnosis I feel like maybe we'll get to a point where AI can listen to a speech sample and tell you what sounds they're making an error but AI Mm -hmm. can't tell you how you should write an evaluation that a parent will read or how you should talk to that parent about the evaluation and like there's still I feel like there still needs to be some human piece in it so you're not just like presenting this printout of something a computer did and then saying yeah they qualify for speech therapy and now I'm going to put them on this app like you Mm -hmm. need to still have more context to it that I feel like Mm -hmm. only a human can provide Mm -hmm. right and two you know Kyle you made such a good point like we have this shortage of SLPs it's like if we have AI screening and then you know the university of university of buffalo was saying uh it can eventually suggest a former evaluation but who like where there's still it kind of suggests there's this next step of there's still a speech therapist that needs to be involved to formally evaluate and then continue forward but if we have that shortage then I don't know. It seems like they were kind of like, this is going to help with the shortage, but then it's going to help with referrals to a speech therapist that might not be there because of the shortage that we were talking about. Remember a couple sentences ago. (laughs) So uh, it just kind of left me like, oh, okay. Something else to keep in mind is that all these things are super, are products and services that someone is selling. So when I went on their websites, it was all like super cool. And there were these reviews and parent videos about how amazing speech therapy AI was for their kid. But I don't know, I I was trying to take it all with a grain of salt, but someone else who doesn't need to take it with a grain of salt might look at that and be like, yep, I'm gonna get my kid AI speech therapy where maybe they would have explored other options before that. Tell us about how you've used AI and speech therapy. Sure. Um, So I haven't done a ton of things, but it's really helped 
with speech therapy, like prep for sessions. So something I've done is I've created stories with my student and we like take some of the components of the story, plop them into uh, Bard or Chat GPT, and it makes a story. And it's been really a cool way to engage this one student. And it kind of gets them engaged enough to work on their literacy skills or participate in reading. So if anything, it helps me create materials that have upped my students engagement level so that's been fun and uh they've my students who we've made stories with it have all been all like equally engaged and into it and think it's really cool so if you need a story to work on comprehension or storytelling or story retelling it could be a great way to find like a cool story or create characters with your students and plop them into the AI and it produces this gorgeous story for you to use. So I really, I really like that. Um, especially if you can't really find anything out there already. So you can just kind of use it, see what you get. And it's really fun. What do you type in to get that story? How specific are you? Oh, it's usually not that specific. Like, um, We've said, tell me a story about my student's name. So I feel my, like, say my student's name is Chad. I'd be like, tell us a story about Chad and Michael Jordan doing a dunk contest. And that's all you really need. And you could put, like, tell a funny story, tell a, tell a sad story. So you could add those descriptors in. But you don't need a ton, and you can see see you know what you get that's so fun and engaging how exciting to see your name yeah it is with somebody that you like or like you get to choose your own yeah. characters that's super fun yeah or you could choose your own setting like you can just kind of do whatever um so that yeah it's been fun to do that something else that you can do um and I did this with my my 11th grade student he needed to create a speech for so he was friends with a senior she's graduating and he needed to create a speech about her because he was going to speak about her at the senior recognition event we have but he had no idea where to start so we kind of used it as to create a sample so I was like create a sample um speech for this girl's name and it created a sample like senior recognition speech for us. And he followed that template and it it was so interesting. We tried another template before that, but he really needed it contextualized seeing his friend's name in it. And then it clicked with him. So that could that's pretty anecdotal, but it did help that way. So he could use it for a writing sample or writing template. So that was cool. Um something else that I've used it for is that if you need a word list in instant so I've created I've asked for multi-syllabic words I've asked for a list of words with Latin uh, roots Greek roots you can oh, create yeah. a list yeah you can get a bunch of words with initial t medial t 
final tea. Yeah, I just looked it's up a story dope. on Bard because my R group, um, mm-hmm. my fourth graders, they really love soccer and Ronaldo. And mm. I was searching last week, I was searching for so long about a story about Ronaldo or like information about him that I liked. And I actually couldn't find anything. And literally just now I typed in third grade short story about Ronaldo with lots of R sounds. And it mm. gave me this whole story, like the kind of story that I like, and it's all about Ronaldo and, um, and, and his working on like a specific soccer skill and they have a lot of r words in there and so i'm gonna use this (laughs) yeah it's i've put in like um give me a story with lots of multi-slabic words and i got one with like 30 multi-slabic words in it and i was like great this is my speech practice today it worked perfectly so it was it's um if you need a word list and I've shown some of our uh, reading tutors. So we are all of our students have a one-to-one teacher that works on literacy skills. I've shown them how to use this. And you could use, if they need to take data, they could create a word list with a specific spelling rule or specific, I don't know, literacy thing. <laughs> they could just create a list with what they need instantly. And it really cuts down their prep time for it so if you need a list go go to AI because you'll get it instantly oh something else one time I made a story and it was too complicated and I put back um rewrite simplify the story or rewrite the story at a simpler level and it did so that was really great so it took out some of the mental work I would have to do so that was nice. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Um, those have been the main ways I use AI, but then I was thinking about how I use AI for myself. And right now, Google Calendar and other calendar management systems and sites, um, they can if you if you're a busy person, for example, and you put what you need scheduled into your calendar, then the calendar AI can kind of shift the things that you indicate have flexibility and timing. And it can kind of schedule your day out the most effectively. So if you're someone who has a hard time with time management or planning and organizing your week or weekly events, you know, you you could use AI to help you with that, especially um for students, especially high school students with students with executive dysfunction, like maybe teaching them how to do this kind of AI calendar system when they're on their way to college or about to graduate could be really helpful to help them plan for themselves or have a tool they can use, especially as they're about to go into an environment where they're not going to have a lot of support with that anymore. So that's, I've never done that, but I've used it for myself and I really like it. Uh, so I thought that could be a tool to help, to potentially help high school students or adults. Maybe instead of AI, we should just talk about 
Eye eyes. I love a full circle moment. That was, wow. I loved that. But yeah, so some controversy to some practical application. That's AI, folks. Done. We solved it. We did it. We did it. Now you know (laughs) everything about AI. (laughs) That's it, folks. Bye. Spelled like B-A-I because of AI. Oh, that's a I don't think we can do that. That's a water brand. Sponsor us. Bye. Okay, Kyla, close us out. Close us out, Kyla. Um, My takeaways from this um, only freak out a little bit. AI is coming for us, but slowly. So your jobs are safe for now. Bye. The views and information expressed on coffee, tea, and 3SLPs are solely host and guest opinions are based on clinical experiences. This is for entertainment purposes only.